This podcast is brought to you by Lacrosse All Stars, growing the game one podcast at a time. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to a brand new episode of Outside the Eight. My name is Cassie Brunel, and I am your host. This is episode 11 of Outside the Eight, and today we have the very cool, very confident, and a little crazy Carly Reed. She is awesome. She went to UNC, won a national championship, and now she is running her own business called On the Line. It is a clothing line exclusive to former college athletes. It's pretty great. We talk all about that. Before we dive into my conversation with Carly, I just wanted to highlight a couple quick things. You may or may not have noticed, but the Lacrosse All-Stars podcast network is popping these days. We've got a new podcast called the Lacrosse Classified podcast that they are doing a lot of coverage over the NLL negotiations that are happening between the players and the owners. And it's pretty interesting and political, if you ask me. Um, And then Ryan Conwell has renewed the Know the Game podcast. So be sure to check that out. We also have Game Changer episodes coming up, um, and as you may or may not know, you can always find the Outside the Eight episodes with my title of the podcast in the podcast app. Um, They will always have Outside the Eight in the title, so you'll know that it's mine if that's what you're exclusively looking for. But I do encourage you to check out some of the other stuff because whether you only like women's lacrosse um there's a lot to be understood about the lacrosse world when it comes to the men's game and uh i definitely encourage you to to take a listen especially to some of these game changer episodes which highlight a lot of the current players and you know coaches like kathy reese which is pretty awesome so anyways just wanted to give that a quick shout out secondly you may have noticed on Thanksgiving, we dropped a very fun little rap song that my friend put together for the podcast. And if you haven't, you can check it out on Lacrosse All Stars Instagram. It's very silly and it is very fun. And uh, it's not meant to be serious at all. So it's just a little ditty. If you want to rap about lacrosse and, you know, send it on over to us, we will definitely take a listen. We might make a little video and post it. So I encourage you to use your creativity to uh, share a little bit about why you love the game. All right, back to my quick introduction about Carly Reed. Carly is from DC. She's currently living there. I was able to catch her on a recent trip to LA and we got to talk about all things about her experience at UNC. Now that she's playing for the WPLL, what that means to her. She also is running her own business called On The Line, like I mentioned before. So we'll talk a lot about the inner workings of that and why she has chosen to grow that business and and how she's done it. So thanks for listening. And without further ado, here is my conversation with Carly Reed. Welcome to a new episode of Outside the Eight. We have Carly Reed. Hello. I'm so excited to be here. How are you? I'm great. Thank you for having me. Yes, I'm so excited that this worked out. Um, This was very last minute. Yes. 
I feel like nervous <laughs> because usually I have a little more lead time to like prepare, but um, you just happen to be in LA. Yes. And, and I what, was just yeah, like, what are you exactly. up to? Exactly. Okay, so this is probably the only time while I'm here that I did because like I can do it. Yes. Have the time to do it. Um, and so I'm so happy that you reached out because I was like, yes, perfect. We can do it right now. Yes. Um, so that's what happens if you are on Instagram and you're posting <laughs> and you happen to be in LA, there's a chance you'll hear from me um, because I love to connect, especially in person. And I think it's uh, it's just kind of better overall and it's obviously awesome to meet you. Um, so we're going to just kind of dive into all things about you. <laughs> but what, what have you been up to today and, and kind of what brings you to LA? Okay, so I'm here celebrating one of my best friend's 25th birthdays, Mm -hmm. and I have a group of seven really good friends from home, and we are all flying to LA for a birthday. Fun. Where are you from originally? Washington, D.C. Alexandria, Virginia. Okay. Um, People get mad and say it's not D.C., but whatever. Yeah. Um, So now I'm here, and this morning I went to the Founder Made event, um, which was cool. It was my first ever event where I got to be mm-hmm. an influencer. My friend's a, an actual influencer, so she okay. was like, insult, like she doesn't like to be called an influencer. Okay. Because she actually influences people, but if like anyone wants me to influence them, I am so proud that like, I have You're to do okay that. being yeah. an influencer. So what does that mean? I don't really know. Okay. I mean, I guess that people care what you have to say sometimes, which is like, I mean, I had to apply for it, so basically, yes. I didn't think I was going to get it, but. It was, it was cool just to be called that, I thought. Yeah. So you're in the right place being in Los Angeles, which is the land of influencers. <laughs> um, but that's awesome. So was it kind of networking and business-oriented stuff? Yeah. So it was all health and wellness. So oh, there's cool. all these really cool new, like, I know our X-Bars were there. That's a big person. Mm-hmm. And, like, Fresh, uh, fresh Pressed Juicery was there. That's, like, the big brands then there's all yeah. these other small like vegan companies mm-hmm. and um just health stuff it was pretty cool I didn't know there was so much going into that yeah so were you there to kind of help gather insight for your brand Is um that, or well I was just kind of I mean I just went because my friend was going okay so I went that and then decided I would try to learn some things while I was there and yeah. meet some cool people and I actually weirdly enough there was um a UNC soccer player was there. Okay. A soccer alum. Yeah. Which is cool. Nice. So, kind of taking a step back, I'd love to talk a little bit about your lacrosse journey um, because you kind of more recently graduated. Um, you've won a national championship. You're continuing to play. But take me back to when little Carly picked up a stick for the first time. Uh, okay, <laughs> so I remember I had a plastic stick my dad got me, and it was had it was made of plastic, and it had like a strap on it, so I could learn to catch and cradle and stuff. Um, and he would always be playing with my sister in the yard and like trying to get my brother to play. Um, but I would want to hang out with my dad as well, so I kind of just decided I was going to learn how to play and. He, I think I was just the only kid to figure it out. So okay. then I realized that's how I was going to be able to hang out with my dad the most. <laughs> how many siblings do you have? Uh, two, older okay. brother and older sister. Okay. So the youngest? Yeah. 
Um, and did you kind of know you wanted to play in college or how did that come about? Um, yes. Okay. So ever since I realized, ever since I realized I could play on the varsity lacrosse team in high school, I was like, oh yeah, I'm going to play in college. And <laughs> what was your high school program? Like, was it a successful program? Um, extremely successful. What and team were? St. Stephen's St. Agnes school. Okay. And so, I mean, my girl, we had 12 12 girls in my grade that went D1, I think, or played in college, maybe not D1. Okay. Um, and then growing up, there was always the older, cool girls who were going to play lacrosse in college, and I just always remember looking up to that. And you were like, I want to like, get that's, there too. Yeah, I really want to be that. So what was your track to UNC like? Um, so my sister went there. Okay. And she, but she was just a normal normal person mm-hmm. um, and she um I just thought it was so cool every time I went to visit her and the campus was so beautiful and my dad took me to a ACC tournament there one time and that's when I was like I really love those uniforms <laughs> and, <laughs> you're into clothing yeah. so that makes sense and it was like yeah I just loved Carolina and just southern feeling yeah 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 and not not too far from home right right um so and you graduated in 2017 right so it's pretty recent um what kind of were your four years like like what was your favorite year I mean obviously probably winning a national championship was a highlight but kind of what were some of the greatest things and what were kind kind of some of the more difficult things um so my most fun year is definitely my freshman year, mm-hmm. um, but lacrosse-wise, so I was really highly recruited when I was in high school, and then when I got to Carolina, I had never thought that I wouldn't be on the game, or starting every right. game. Like, I just yeah, had you're never, used to being the best. Yeah, and but then I got there, and everyone was used to being the best, and I was like, this is weird, um, and I made so many best friends, and it was an amazing year but then when the season started it was hard for me to wrap my head around like playing and not playing and not like having to go to class every day and do my homework all by myself and like (laughs) I was just kind of a mess I was um all over the place and my dorm room was a mess well I think that transition (laughs) coming out of high school I think that that freshman year is such a big transition yeah what were some of the things that kind of you think would have helped you had you known um I've always been really independent so like leaving home and all of that wasn't I wasn't scared um it was just realizing how much you have to follow the rules Mm -hmm. (laughs) um like go to class be on time do your homework go to study hall like do everything right and I was just used to like I don't know, being in high school, not having to hold myself accountable for all of those things. Yeah. Maybe um, you were more, like, told where to go so you didn't have to, like... Right. ...put thought into getting there. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And just having to stay disciplined and really do what you're supposed to do, I think, is what I struggled with the most. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I think that's real. I mean, I think that's a normal... 18 year old kid going away from home for the first time and then you go into this highly structured situation playing as an athlete where there's a lot of expectation um 
And not everyone really explains that to you yeah. from the get-go. So I remember when I was getting recruited, by no means was my recruiting, they were not trying to sell me. Like, they knew I wanted to go to Carolina. Yeah. So, and my coach will tell, like, tell you that I was one of her easiest recruits. Right. Because um, <laughs> I just wanted to go there. And I remember my recruiting meeting was like they just brought me into the learning specialist and they showed me like all the hard work it was going to be and how structured it is and I was so intimidated by it but Mm -hmm. I knew if I went there I would have to do the right thing to be successful and that they were going to hold me accountable so that's why I chose it and I always had to remind myself like this is why I'm here because I wanted that so you kind of almost knew in the back of your mind that you needed that to really push yourself to be right better that's cool I mean that's kind of a wisdom that not all young kids have they might have just given up yeah I mean there is times where I definitely <laughs> yeah was like okay I don't know if I want to do this anymore yeah what kind of made you stick through it my teammates it's I loved them so much and like being in class with them and just having a crew all the time and like being able to wear Carolina lacrosse around campus was Mm -hmm. like I had so much pride in that and just being like I'm on the lacrosse team like these are my girls this is us um so yeah yeah no that makes sense and I I totally get that I so I played my first two years and felt that strong sense of team and identity attached with that and then I let that go and it was really hard and I felt like I was almost betraying my closest friends um, so that was such a, that was such a transition. So I think that is a struggle that probably a lot of athletes deal with. And a lot of them are like you and they stick it out and it's worthwhile. Um, but I think the teammate aspect is so huge cause it's your friends. It's your social life. Yeah. Right? Um, so what were some of kind of the best memories? Um, I want to say so much of that. Okay. My best memories are actually like staying after practice when everyone goes home in the fall and uh-huh. just like me and my friends shooting around and just we would get so into like 1v1 drills by ourselves with no coaches no one around and that was that's my favorite memories we would stay out there for hours after practice really it was just so fun yeah and just like the Carolina fall and fall ball is really fun so it's kind of like a lower pressure situation yeah so you were kind of just playing for the love of the game. Yeah, and I just those moments were what made me like stay with playing because I knew I loved it so much. Yeah. So then um, you won a national championship your junior year. Mm-hmm. What was that experience like for you? So by the time my junior year came around, I was so ready to win. And I think my whole grade, everyone was. But my personal journey had been so like up and down and do I want to quit, do I not want to quit? And then it just, I hit this point in my junior year where I was like, okay, this isn't about me. Mm-hmm. So this is like, I'm just going to stop being miserable and sad and happy all the time. And I'm just going to go practice for my teammates and make them better. And when I made that transition in my mind mentally, it helped everything. And so, but my one goal is I want to be on the field when we win. Like That's it. I don't care if I'm playing, not playing the first 15 games. I want to be on the field <laughs> the last game. That's it. So um, then by the time we were in the final four, I won't, like, by no means was I surprised we won. And I remember when 
our national championship game was over, I was like, ugh, I want to keep playing. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, that's it? I was like, yeah. <laughs> Um, but it was obviously amazing. It just took a while to sink in for me, I think. And then that whole summer was so fun. It was like celebrating every day. And then, yeah. Yeah, so that was probably, that was right in between your junior and senior year, which is, I think, always a very fun summer. Um, and then going into senior year, how, you know, with that title, what was your guys' mentality? I think it was interesting because I think we all had a different way of going thinking about it yeah and um, how big was your grade big okay we had 10 girls okay yeah I can't even count right now something like that uh, well and then we had two um red shirts mm-hmm. so big grade but we all looked about like I think we had different mentalities we really wanted to win we were all so competitive and mm-hmm. so much talent but then it's just figuring out how to all of us, like, have the same mindset. We had a new coach my senior year, too. Oh, okay. So we had a big change in the coaching staff, which was, for me, really difficult. That would have been a lot. Yeah, because it took with. me two years to figure out how I'm going to get, like, my coaches and I are going to work together. Yeah. And how to make them understand me and me understand them. And then tagging coach Katrina Dow who I absolutely love and she taught me so much and like I would just absorb so much information about the game from her and she would was just made things fun and always competitive so I and I'm a competitive person so I like that um and then she left so then but now she's going back so that will be interesting, interesting. Um, and I still haven't even talked to her about that but yeah she's going back so um, my senior year, she was not there, and that was hard for me, I think. But a lot of people dealt with that differently, mm-hmm. and I definitely could have been better about it. I like definitely could have dealt mm-hmm. with that situation better. Yeah, I think coaching changes have a huge impact on a team, especially a championship-winning team. So that, but there, that program has continued to be a top program, right? They made yeah. it to the Final Four this year, and. Um, I think it's really cool being from the West Coast and growing up um, with not a lot of um, kind of foresight to be able to, like, feel attached to some team. I mean, like, when I was growing up, like, Northwestern was the big up-and-coming program. And um, I imagine it's it's just cool to have been a part of UNC at that time. And now there are so many kind of those top level programs that are competing with each other. It's no longer just Maryland or Northwestern. Um, You know, to see those other programs really be successful is great for the sport overall, in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, I think that is the coolest thing about lacrosse, men's and women's, is that everybody is going about it in such a different way and being successful. Mm -hmm. And it, it's, it's really fun for me, especially to watch like my friend like Marie McCool, mm-hmm. um, watching what she's doing right now. It's she's taking the game and like, making it her own, I think, and that's so special. The fact that people can do that and mm-hmm. be successful with it, yeah. And and there are so many great teams now, like JMU. Mm-hmm. My one of my best friends went there, and I was so happy for her when she won. She felt I was like, "Are you mad because they won the year after you left?" She like, "No, I felt like I." built that and I'm part of that so she had so much pride for it which is 
really cool. That's really cool. Do you guys have a good alumni kind of network? Yeah, we have a great alumni network. That's and cool. it's been, yeah, it's really great. Um, awesome. So that was probably a huge kind of time in your life with a lot of big milestones and taught you a lot, right? Yes. So what was your transition like when you graduated? What, how did you kind of decide what to do next? So lacrosse, if it, the biggest, my biggest takeaway from the game is that you might have to try 80 different ways and you might get there like way later than everyone else. But <laughs> if you keep, if you want to do something, you can do it no matter what. It's just going to take trying it's like behind the back, you try it a thousand different times and then finally you figure it out. And mine by no means looks like Sammy Joe Tracy's, but we can both still do it. So yeah. that's kind of how I look at life now and careers. It's like everybody's doing it differently and everyone can figure it out. You just have to be willing to put in the work. And after we won the national championship, I was I had realized that I can do whatever it is I put my mind to. And my it's such a cool forever. feeling. Yeah, it is. I kind of feel like I have superpowers now. I'm like, oh yeah, I can do that if I wanted to, but it just take me. It might take me a while, but yeah. And that doesn't mean it's not without blood, sweat, and tears and difficult times. But to feel that sense of confidence and like, yeah, I can, I can do, I can do things, um, is really powerful. Yeah, and it is a lot blood, sweat, and a lot of tears. Yeah. Um, and that's the thing with, even with starting a clothing company, it's, there are days where I'm like, okay, this sucks. And then one, I get one text from somebody who says something nice and I'm like, okay, this is the best day ever. Um, and it's crazy how one little thing can just change everything. Yeah. And getting like the message through to people can change everything. Um, but I do think that lacrosse and life, you have to know that the downs are only happening because everything's happening for a reason to get you to where you want to go. But you also have to make sure that it's happening for a reason. You have to make the most of the things that go wrong. When I'm miserable, I'm like, okay, I am not being miserable for no reason. Like, I'm being miserable because something great's gonna happen later. Yeah, you have to take the lows with the highs. Exactly. Very cool. <laughs> That's. I feel like you're so wise. <laughs> um, I think I'm really wise, and my friends laugh at me because they like. Yeah, I always have a theory to something. I'm very weird. I think that's normal. Um, so, yeah, tell us about On the Line. So you, I mean, you have very cool clothes. You have a great Instagram following. But kind of tell me the story of what this is and why you're doing it. So the biggest thing with online, which I need to maybe fix my marketing strategy, um, is that I really don't want it to be about me. I want it to be about us mm-hmm. as athletes and what really happened was I was at the gym in New York City after we won the national championship mm-hmm. and um you know there's a lot of people in there working out and um I just for me I'm looking around I'm like we're all wearing the same thing like all the girls are on the treadmill wearing Lululemon I'm like okay but 
I'm not like you. Like, I just won a national championship, but no one in here knows that. <laughs> and I was like, but I, I don't want to wear my Carolina lacrosse shirt every day, go to the gym, because then right. I look like I can't get over it, and that I'm just watched mm-hmm. up and living in the glory days. But at the same time, I want there to be, I wanted there to be a Lululemon type activewear only athletes can wear. So you see it, and you're like, oh, I wonder what sport they played, or they played a sport Some in college. Some exclusivity to it. Yes. And then you see someone, like, one of my uh, friends was just in Hoboken, and somebody came up to him and saw the red uh, kite on his hat, that's mm-hmm. our logo, and he said, oh my gosh, like, that's on the line. Like, what sport do you play? And he was on the other side of the world. And I thought that was so cool. Yeah. Because he was a hockey player living over there. And then another hockey player who actually plays in the NHL for the, um, I don't remember what team it was, went up to him and said, that's cool. So it was, that's my whole goal is people (laughs) see it and they're like, oh, hey, we're on the same team, kind of. But who are you? Yeah. Like we maybe have a shared experience or a similar or a common thread having played professionally or in college or something like that right what's been the the things that you've done to create this um so I right now it's only me and I would love everybody (laughs) I would love some help if anybody wants to I just can't pay anyone right now so it's like I'm trying to figure that out yeah um but the biggest I mean, I started just by getting, you know, business licensing and all mm-hmm. of that. And then when it comes to designing clothes, I know, I know nothing about business and nothing about fashion at this point. Right. So, so you're going to be a clothing brand designer. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and, like, try to start a company and taxes. Like, I'm the worst at math and I'm the worst finance person, so it's bad. But it um, takes me a really long time to do things. <laughs> and figuring all that out has been fun. But, yeah, so I... Figured out the business side, and then I started putting together or studying really apparel and clothes. And while I was in school, my senior year, I did I did not graduate on time, Mm -hmm. and I think that's because I just would get so distracted. I'd be sitting there, and then be like, "What am I going to do when I graduate?" What did you major in? Communications. Okay. But I had I took I pushed all the hard classes off, like the mandatory bio and math. Oh, okay. Till the end. So then my senior year, I had my hardest schedule Uh, Um, and everyone else had like three classes so it was tough and then I would get distracted like what am I going to do with my life I really want to start a clothing line but I don't know how so I would start googling fabric mills and what's the best fabrics and how am I going to do this so then yeah that's where it started my senior year well so you had this kind of thread of inspiration no pun intended (laughs) um this thread of inspiration that you really just decided to run with, which I think could be really scary for a lot of people. So I applaud you for going for it. Thank you. You've created this brand and now you're, are you, so you're designing the clothing? What's kind of, what's the whole package that's available right now? So right now I have, I do have clothes that are designed in stock, but then I'm kind of hitting the pause button because I am trying to take courses online that actually I want to know as much as I can about the industry Mm -hmm. just because with all these 
factories and everything, I don't want to get screwed over. Yeah. And there's so many ways to get screwed over, and I see it. I just am skeptical of everyone in business, and I just yeah. want to know everything I possibly can to figure it out. So in my first, I spent most of the first year learning how to code online because I wanted to be able to run my own website, but wow. there's still a lot of issues with it, and I hate it, but... Um, yeah, so I, I just really want to know every, how to do everything. Yeah. Just so when... And then I can hire people, and, but I want to know what's happening and how it works. And Well, I think that's so true. If you're going to grow a business, you really have to know all the inner workings of it, especially if you don't have you know this huge amount of capital that could help you build it. Right. Um, so, so literally you were learning the skills to create a website, to understand manufacturing... And then obviously the other side of your business, which would be branding and whatever partnerships you have with professional athletes and teams. Is that kind of the route you're going? Or Well, so they're not really partnerships. Um, okay. Most of them are just nice people. Um, and they – my so the brand is we give back a percentage of every profit uh-huh. to inner city. So we just um, – funded our first clinic for a youth team in D.C., um, which I'm really excited about. Very cool. And that, I think, is the biggest incentive is when you're an athlete, if you're playing or you're retired, like having a higher purpose for me, I think, is the only way for me to be happy Mm -hmm. and live a happy life and also be successful. Mm -hmm. I think you have to be doing it something greater than yourself and it can be religion it can be anything but having that it's not yeah I would say selfless but at the same time it's not really what I'm going for I'm not trying to be like oh I'm so like loving giving back because I'm you're building a business too yeah (laughs) and you're trying to make some money too (laughs) yeah and I'm not really that's not my like mo I'm not just I don't do a lot of charity work and stuff yeah I mean I should and I wish I could I just feel like I'm always busy um but there are people who put that first so I just think that doing being able to give back while doing something that you love is huge for me Mm -hmm. and inspiring young kids in the next generation like I was so lucky to have amazing parents and an amazing community of lacrosse and I know that so many kids out there don't have that Mm -hmm. um and I was listening to podcasts recently um, of some people say, like, sports saved my life mm-hmm. or basketball saved my life because mm-hmm. one night he went to go play basketball um, and his best friend got shot. And he was on the basketball court and he said, no, sorry, guys, I'm not going tonight. Like, I'm going to go practice. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's that kind of stuff is really cool. And just I want to give kids a safe place to be mm-hmm. um, no matter who they are if they want to chase their dreams like they can yeah I'm, I think that's really important and I think there's a lot of opportunity through lacrosse to bring people together that way because but at the same time there's a lot of barriers too um and finding ways to break that down and making it accessible I think is almost a duty of people who have had success from it and kind of that's maybe how I maybe that's my socialist view but um I think that's something that if you can continue to you know grow and thrive and still give back 
that's like the best thing that could happen, right? Exactly. Um, that's awesome. So what are some of the things um, that on the line, like that you've been able to do with this brand and with your kind of, because you, didn't you outfit like some professional teams or? Um, so the Washington Capitals are, so my boyfriend was drafted by them um, and played in the minors with a bunch of them and then they all are now on the team. Yes. <clears throat> they were on the team when they won. Um, and it was Stanley really cool. Cup champions yeah. this past year. Yeah. Big deal. And in their game the other day, there was like three goals and they were all on the line, guys. So I, Cool. Yeah, it was really cool. So they're like wearing the gear? Um, no. Well, off, the, off the ice, yeah. obviously. Yeah. Okay. And I'll see like a post or a video and like, oh my God, they're actually wearing my hat and like I didn't ask them to. Like, <laughs> that's so cool. Um, or my hoodie and stuff. So it's cool. It's cool. So how does a f- former collegiate athlete get access to your So line? you go on the website and sign up, and then I send an invite to join, and okay. then you accept that, and you're good to go. Okay. But and you have to kind of verify. Yeah. So that's another thing is – and I, I look up every single roster picture, and I make sure that they exist and they're not – Yeah. Well, what about um, me? I only played two years. That's fine. Okay, that counts? Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. I mean, I think it counts, you know, too. You know what it's like. <laughs> <laughs> you have to just be athletically minded. Yeah. Um, I think that's Yeah, it. so you're not, like, discriminating too much. You are trying right. to be inclusive. Yeah, okay. I want – and that's not my goal either, and I think a lot of people are like, ugh, like, she's so mean. She just is trying to exclude everyone, but that's not my goal. My goal is just to give athletes a team in the real world and, like, have your – a lot of athletes struggle with that identity crisis when mm-hmm. the game ends. Mm-hmm. Um, and you get to be an athlete. You did put in the work. You know like that work is not put to waste now that your playing days are over. Mm-hmm. And I think that you should be able to carry that pride with you for the rest of your life. Um, and you don't have to be loud and annoying about it and wear you know, your Carolina lacrosse shirt like, every single day. <laughs> yeah. But you can wear online. I'm helping people turn the page. That is so right. <laughs> um, well, that's a perfect segue because you just completed your first season with the Women's Professional Lacrosse League, yes. um, which did not exist before um, and has given you an opportunity to keep playing. So what has that experience been like for you? Um, I, first of all, the WPLL has done been amazing and they the league is just incredible and they care about the players so much, uh, which I think is really special. And the opportunity to play again was just something like I can't – I love playing more than anything. I don't care if it's just like me by myself or what, but just having a stick in my hand and being able to shoot around and mm-hmm. it's the best. And thinking that that was going to end um, was really hard for me. But then when – yeah, so the league started and – I was lucky enough to get drafted, um, and this summer was great. My team, we won, actually. I know. You're part of the New England Command. Yeah, yeah. They the did. championship-winning team. Were you at that game? Yeah. Okay, good. Because yeah. the two people I've talked to otherwise, because I talked to Tanner, too. Okay. She was not at the awesome. game. Yeah, she wasn't. I know. I was nervous she wasn't. <laughs> She's so good. Um, but that was a fun game because it kind of came down to the It did come down to the wire. Yeah. And Allie Messenger scored the game winner, and she always scores, like, for me. I'm like, okay, Allie Messenger, get the ball, please, and score a goal. 
um, every time games close in college or So you got to play again with some former teammates. Yeah. And then some former opponents probably too, right? Yeah. So was that, how was that? Um, I mean, it's so, I think it's so interesting to see, because you have this idea of people like when you're in college and play against them, mm-hmm. um, and then you're on the same team as them and they're just like your best friends. So I think that's, it was really cool. Um, and just to get to know such a group of talented girls and that have, share the same passion as you mm-hmm. is pretty cool. Yeah. And yeah, it's, I'm, there's a lot of girls who I'm like, I'm so happy that I'm playing with you now and not against you because playing against you sucked. <laughs> it's much better if you're on my team. Yeah. That's so cool. And I think it gives such an opportunity for young girls or girls just are that are in college that are kind of like, oh, what's my next step? And if they want to keep playing, they can do that. You know, they can play for one of the professional leagues. Um, or, I mean, they can uh, try to. Yeah. And, um, and still kind of have that team camaraderie. Of course, it's a shorter season and, you know, there's travel involved probably. But, um, but I think that's really cool that, you guys have had the opportunity to do that. Yeah, you know, it's been amazing just being able to keep playing. And growing up, I remember thinking, um, well, they're still not an Olympic team yet, but we're almost there. But yeah. I remember thinking, like, maybe by the time I'm older, and my dad would tell me, they'll definitely be a professional league by the time I was probably like eight. And he was mm-hmm. like, by the time you're graduated and can play. Um, and to have that actually happen was so cool to me. Yeah. Just to be able to say I play professional lacrosse, um, even though a lot of people think it's a religion, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, nope, it's like a sport. Um, they, really? Yeah. You ran into that? Okay, well, only in like the Midwest, uh, really, where there's yeah. not a lot of lacrosse. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, you're from a bit of a hotbed, but yeah. um, that's so cool. So how was your transition kind of... I feel like you've maintained the athlete aesthetic um, and you're kind of like putting out there about working out and staying in shape. And so like, how do you continue to challenge yourself and, and make sure that you're, you know, able to perform and, and be that same level of athlete? Well, so the, I started these 6 a.m. morning workouts where you can, like, work out from your living room. Which sounds room. terrible. <laughs> well, I hate – you can ask – anyone who went to school with me, I would be the last person to the bus, last person in the weight room. I hate getting up. Like, I am not a morning person, and I don't talk to me until, like, maybe 12 in the yeah. day because maybe I'll smile. Um, but now, I miss that so much, having, like, to have to get up and to have to show up because your teammates need you there. Mm-hmm. Um, I miss it. So I started these workouts because I have to be there, yeah. and it makes me get up. You've committed to it. Yeah, and then it's, if girls sign up, and I'm like, okay, I have to get up, and I hate it, but then I'm 7 a.m., and I'm just so happy that I woke up, so. And you're coming up with the routine or whatever? Yeah, for a lot of them, but my, actually now, um, my trainer from Carolina, he will help me, and he'll send me workouts that I can do to show everybody that are actually for athletes and performing, and they're mm-hmm. good for, like, injury prevention and all that. Nice. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Have you gotten good feedback? Yeah. Um, from a lot of people, I've done it. But then it's like, I don't... My 6 a.m. girls usually are there. But then 
eventually everyone's like, I don't want to get up anymore. So right. I just need and to. And it's like, 6 a.m. Eastern time. Yeah. Right? So yeah. Oh, yeah. it's I not going to work for me on the West Coast. But you can watch. Can you watch them? Are you they recorded? Can, some of them. But okay. I also like ramble on in a lot of them. So then I don't post them. <laughs> it's, just, it's better when so it's So it's kind live. of like a live video situation. Yeah. Okay. But that's cool. Yeah. It's fun. And I think it's just, I wanted to do it that way because with my schedule, it's really hard for me to film and then clip a video oh, yeah. and make a full workout video and put it on. That takes a lot of time. Yeah. Um, so I just like get up, work out, and then I'm done. So it's just live. I like the live thing. Yeah. I think that's cool. And then you can have people interact with you and, yeah. and everything like that. Very cool. Well, we can go ahead and wrap things up. Was there anything else you wanted to talk about? No. I think that was good. <laughs> okay. So where can people find you um, or learn more about you? So you can, well, online, everybody, www.ontheline.club. It's dot .club. Oh, it's a club? Yeah. Well, it's, well, it's, it's dot, dot club. club. And I think that a lot of my emails don't go through to people because it's my dot .club domain. So I've my, never heard of dot .club. Yeah, I know. It's, it's hard. Okay. A lot of my emails bounce back because everyone thinks it's spam. So I need, well, yeah. All right. Well, I need to change that. We're working but, on it. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, so www.online.club. And then for if you want to be my friend, you can follow me at <laughs> carlmecrazy um, on Instagram. And that's it. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. Thank well, you for having me. Yeah, thank you for being here. This was, this was so fun. Um, and I'll definitely check out the on the line if I'm allowed to be in the club. You are. <laughs> That's the other thing is like, I, since I don't have anyone else that works for me, like I get to accept people that I like. So perfect. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We'll check it out. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to my episode with Carly. I love how honest she was about not only her lacrosse experience, but her experience in trying to grow a business and also her honesty about the kind of silliness of being called an influencer and, you know, what this means to have a platform to say something. She's definitely doing a great job and and putting the work into it. And I, I really respect her for that. She's young. She's She's got a whole career ahead of her, whether it be lacrosse related or growing on the line. It's, it's going to be great. So thank you, Carly, for sharing and for putting it out there. I, I think it's awesome. And I think it's an inspiration to all young girls who, you know, are playing lacrosse and realize that they can continue to play in the professional leagues. They can grow a brand, grow a business, use different platforms to their benefit and really have a voice and uh, do something different that maybe hasn't been done before, which Carly is definitely doing. So just a quick couple of fact checks, uh, but then we'll wrap this up. Like we mentioned, Carly played at UNC, which is a program we have yet to highlight. So I just wanted to mention a few things. UNC women's lacrosse started in 1994. Uh, Jen Levy took over as head coach from the beginning, and she's been there ever since. They're a part of the ACC, so when they entered the conference, they were up against, you know, the best 
of University of Virginia, Maryland. They had a ways to go to build that foundation and eventually won their first national championship in 2013. And then again, Carly's junior year in 2016. Jen Levy is the sixth winningest coach of NCAA Division I women's lacrosse. Carly mentions her assistant, Katrina Dowd, who played at Northwestern. She was a Twarton Award finalist. She coached at Syracuse before joining the UNC coaching staff. And like Carly mentioned, she'll be back next season as an assistant to UNC after being head coach at Oregon this past two years. We talk about Carly's experience in the WPLL. And like I mentioned on a couple episodes ago, the WPLL recently made a trip to Japan, growing the game in that country, and it looked like a blast. Um, If you want to check out Kylie Olmiller's YouTube video about her trip, you should definitely do that. Finally, like Carly mentions, be sure to check out ontheline.club and sign up if you're a former college athlete. Doesn't matter what sport, doesn't matter what school, just sign up because it's fun. And she just posted a photo of a very cute bomber jacket that I would like. So I will definitely be checking that out. It is the uh, gifting season. Hint, hint to everyone out there. No, I'm just kidding. But thank you again for listening. If you have any feedback or comments or anything to say, you can always let me know at Cassie at LaxAllStars.com, C-A-S-S-I-E at LaxAllStars.com. Send us a message on Instagram, Twitter at C.M. Brunel. And that's all I got. So thanks again and see you later. 